All right. Um, who do you hate the most? Go ahead. Tap into your beepo and tell them. I hate the most. Yep. I I don't want to say it. I don't want to keep banging this drum, but it's got to be Billy. Beepoo is here. Brett uh, Polton, I guess, is your name. Uh, it's been yes, that is my name. It's been too long. You're just Beepoo, um, and we got plenty to talk about. So I just want to jump into it. So yeah, as Beepoo, um, yeah. it's kind of has become like your alter ego a little bit, um, your online persona, if you will. Yeah. And I feel like um, I it's the heel. You're the heel of the Correct. league. Um, one of the heels. You're not the only one. Um, yeah. And we, there, me and you aren't the only ones, but there seems to be a few of us who have an affinity for uh, the WWE, uh, mm. especially the older days. There's still, some of the guys still watch now, but, uh, and like the 90s WWE uh, yeah. Twitter account is always a good time. Yeah. Um, so we had, a, we had a Thunderdome for it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we tried. I there wasn't a lot of buy-in, but we tried to have. I think it was the year after you won, like a themed year, right? Where it was like wrestling. I don't know. Or, I, don't, or I think the division names were wrestling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, not right. yeah. I think we were the midnight. My division was the Midnight Rockers. <laughs> I because, remember. I don't remember what mine was. Shawn Michaels and uh, Marty Jannetty. Those were my my boys. Um, but if you if you were a wrestler, yes. There, there is a wrestler in wrestling past who uh, could be you, kind of uh, uh, characterizes who you are to our league. Who would that be? Oh, man. Um, I honestly have gone back and forth from, like, just the heels, like my favorite heels. Yeah. And between the two, it's probably... Now I'm probably going to get some flack for this, but like Razor Ramon mm. or like Kurt Angle. Like he always had that like gold medal. Um, yeah, yeah. Like flaunt it in your face. Like I do the best. But like his heel story was like, I hated, I hated him so much <laughs> watching him. Yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, he's so, he's yeah. so like confident in himself. And like that actually, I think Kurt Angle is, is perfect because yeah. uh, the gold medal is kind of like your first <laughs> mug. It's like, all right, we get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Um, this isn't even, at least your mug is what we're doing. It's what we're playing for. They mm-hmm. weren't even wrestling for gold medals. But that, like, it, the fact that he had the gold medal for USA, that um, I feel like that he played into, like, the all-American, like, he tried to play that to his benefit, but it just yeah. made him more annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I, yeah. So I think that's good. Um, and like, he like came into wrestling, like really, like this is my personal touch to it. Like he came into wrestling. So like green and dynasty football was something that I've never done. Like I've always done redrafts. I think I was in a keeper league maybe once. Yeah. 
but like the whole dynasty thought process was like completely new to me. Yeah. So, yeah. I wonder how many, I feel like that's a lot of the guys from our league. Um, Cause I, we had been a part of the baseball league, which was keeper, but we didn't keep that many. Uh, it was like up to three years or something. And it was only like five. You could only players. keep them three times and f- up to five players or something like that. So this mm-hmm. was definitely like the first time for me too. But no, I like the, the Kurt Angle pick for you. Uh, did you have like other guys in our leagues? Uh, we don't have to go through everybody, but like um, who, what are some of the roles that, some of the other guys would fill in the wrestling world? Um, uh, let's see. I, you kind of let me think about this a little bit. So, yeah. Um, I have – now, I hate that I put this for you, <laughs> but for you, because he's, like, my favorite wrestler, but I have Shawn Michaels as you. Yeah, the heartbreak kid. Everybody seems to really like you, even, like, <laughs> when you're bad – like when you're the heel or you like take flack or heat from people, there's always that like the group of the league that's like, ah, I still like them though. Like it's never, it's just like well done. Yeah. And, that, uh, yeah. I, I think, I think that's my pick for you. Well, I, 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 I'm touched. I feel like we should end the, the podcast. Yeah, right we, now. we can. Um, no, I, I, I get that. Uh, I, Actually, I hadn't even thought about myself, but I think I think I get that pick. Um, this isn't exactly a wrestler. It isn't a wrestler at all. But um, I think Shawn Michaels. This he kind of did this too. But I remember saying to Mike Alpam at one point that like my role in the league is to stir up trouble when there isn't yeah. any, and then once there's trouble, I smooth everything out. And yeah. I feel like I feel like Shawn Michaels did a little bit of all of that too. So yeah. That's a yeah. good one. Uh, I do have Billy. I love this one. It's the one, two, three kid. <laughs> yes. So um, you said maybe Razor Ramon for you, but I love, so one, two, three kid. Uh, and it has to be one, two, three kid, but other people may know him as X-Pac. Yes. Um, but he's certainly. Billy he's could one. get to X-Pac. It's like. Right. I look forward to the evolution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like Billy as the one, two, three kid, like his one big match that really put him like on the map kind of like in the eyes of people was like beating Razor Ramon, I believe. Yeah. So and like, then they were like buddies after that, right? Yeah. Something like, but like, I just equate that to like Billy either drafting Tyreek Hill and making him like part of this league Yeah. or him beating like Falcone in like some weird week, like yeah. last year or something like that. Like yeah. he beat a really good team. He's got that ability. Everybody look out for him. He's coming. There was um, a Survivor Series. Uh, the, so there's this guy he, uh, who went to our church, um, and he, like, w- was a part of the youth group that I was – he was, like, a leader when I was in the youth group. And uh, he had three daughters but loved wrestling. <laughs> and so he would, like, get the pay-per-views. He would tape them. And then he would either like watch them with me and my brothers or would just like give us the like VHS (laughs) tape of them. But I had one of the Survivor Series. I forget what year it was, but I remember um, because they had like the four on four matches or whatever. And it was Razor Ramon, um, one, two, three kid, uh, probably Nash. And then I forget who the fourth was. But uh, when you said one, two, three kid for Billy, I just thought, Honestly, Falcone, 
I don't know that he's quite cool enough to pull off Razor Ramon, but there is uh, some Razor Ramon aspect to uh, Falcone as well. Yeah, I, uh, I think I think we can just like kind of sprinkle it a little bit of heel of everybody is like they wish and want to be like the Razor <laughs> Ramon of heels. Yes, just because yes. the guy was so cool. Yeah. Um, but for Falcone, I actually have it's only just one like clip and i think i shared it in slack it's the bushwhack uh what's his name bushwhacker luke uh the bushwhackers yeah and it's that guy coming out to the royal rumble oh he just walks walks out thrown out (laughs) that's like falcon winning the mug and everybody's just like all right cool get out (laughs) you're out of here (laughs) i think it's more like uh, falcon's consolation win yeah 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 (laughs) i i think actually for falcon i think of um and this is a little bit older, but um, Ted DiBiase. The yeah, dollar I man. tried to tried to think of somebody that's more like like a a power like role, like yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, like Ted DiBiase was. I think he ran a couple groups or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I just didn't want to do it that. I just wanted him to be bushwhacker. <laughs> that was yeah, it. That that's I I like it. I like it. Did you have anybody else? Uh so this might not make sense, but I have, and it kind of makes me laugh now, but I have Head and Frank as the Dudley boys. Yeah, yeah. So was it uh, Bubba Ray and Devon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just think of like them together. They're just like on draft day, like, ah, <laughs> let's just give this guy for a second round pick. <laughs> Who <Yeah>. cares? <laughs> let's bring some tables into this and let's jump through them. And that's just like how I think like sometimes they, especially head, like I just think like they go back and forth Yeah. and like nobody knows what's going on and they just have that crazy look. In their eyes. <laughs> you're just yeah. like, Oh now here it comes. And that's a good pick. Cause you, you could same kind of deal with the Hardy boys, but the Hardy Boys were le- more in shape, so yeah. I think I think <laughs> the Dudley the Dudley uh, the Dudleys work well for them. Uh, I have I do have the Hardy Boy uh, one of the Hardy Boys Jeff Hardy for Troy. Okay, I have that for Troy because literally they there was a brother aspect to it. He yeah, kind yeah. of broke away from his brother, pursued his own career. And just like I think I read some interview where Jeff Hardy's favorite match would be like a hell in a cell with the Undertaker jumping off, landing on the Undertaker, getting back up and doing it again. I think Troy, that's how like he handles like he could win a mug and then trade away his best two players the next year. Yeah. And just a wild move and like not many people would pull that off. Yeah. Or I, want to pull that off. I agree. He is doing it. Yeah, I think he definitely pers- he he personifies the Hardy Boys. Uh, either one, but Jeff Hardy, um, I he kind of did that. Like, no, he obviously didn't trade Mike Thomas or Christian McCaffrey, but right. I like he traded Fournette when he wasn't deep at running back, mm-hmm. and then he traded Robert Woods um, already. So for future mm-hmm. picks, like right. he doesn't need future picks. But yeah, yeah I that, that's a good choice. Anybody else that you have? Now, uh, yeah, I think those were the main ones that I felt like I nailed. Yeah. In my now, own. I, they're good. They're good. I do like that you try to sneak Razor Ramon in there for yourself, but you're not. <laughs> I, actually, <laughs> I actually put for Scott, I have like Razor, Ro- Razor Ramon slash Mr. Perfect. Mm. So, I, Mr. Perfect 
I like that one. I think that's a good choice for Scott. I feel like Scott could just lean into like more than he does already. Like the bad guy. I feel like he's always like right there. Yeah. And he's like, fine, I'll be the bad guy. I'll tell you. (laughs) Right, right, right. Oh man, he's right there. (laughs) Give him a toothpick and let him start flicking it at people. I think we got him. (laughs) So that actually, that's a part of the aspect I want to talk about uh, with your Bipu persona, because I think like you and I can't are similar in that we can, we can stir up some drama. Mm -hmm. Uh, You lean into it even more, certainly more than I do. Uh, But there are moments where I think, like, I think you're a nice guy. And I think that that comes right, through. Cool. <laughs> uh, like, just the other day, because uh, we're doing that that mock draft, and, like, you said something about to Troy and, like, about you not caring anymore. And then, like, 20 minutes later, you're like, hey, like, I kind of sound like a dick, like, my bad. And, like, I, yeah. yeah. And I, but I just think, like, there you have a few of those moments where, yeah. and, like, I feel like I've had those moments, too, whether publicly I've had it, like, back, track something that I said because I was being a jerk or I've like DM somebody and be like, dude, that was out of line. Like my bad. Yeah. Um, but there are some guys in our league who I think I, just their personalities can handle a little bit more tension, mm-hmm. but like you, I, I think you do. Cause clearly it's come out a few times. Like you, I don't think you really, really love being the bad guy all yeah. the time. So how did like, how did this, develop and like how do you handle it (laughs) (laughs) um i don't even know how it happened like it's just now it's so weird because it began like started over this whole nickname conversation (laughs) right where like falcone tried to tell me his nickname was falcon or something (laughs) stupid like that true or not and i think i gave him like the pigeon nickname right like then I tried to tell everybody, like, in high school, nobody called me Brett. It was weird. They called yeah. me Polton. I think that's a sports thing. I think nobody calls themselves by, like, their first names right. in sports. But nobody believed me. And for whatever reason, they just kind of slowly ticked down into a Bipu yeah. name. And it worked because there was emojis for it. <laughs> and everybody got a good kick out of it. And I think the real, like the heart of Bipu really started with like, I would have like takes whether they were bad or what, but people would like always like just 11 to one. Like I felt like I was the only one, like not even one person was like, I kind of see what Brett's talking about here. <laughs> like that's, and then I just like, well, if I push over, roll over, whatever with everything that I feel like nobody's on my side. Right. Right. I just became like, I think it was, it started with like Melvin Gordon and then it evolved into like the Jags. And yeah, yeah. I, I just think handling it, it's not fun at times <laughs> because like I so don't want to constantly be the guy that's on the other end. Right. But I also do find myself being like, I agree with Scott on this, but. Yeah. <laughs> just for the next 30 minutes i'm i'm just gonna pretend like i don't yeah and then it just causes entertainment and it's fun <laughs> it, and i think the right people back and forth like it kind of works like 
I've had people, like you've said, like you've gone into DMs and like kind of cleared up the air that yeah. might have, like you might have felt unsure yeah. about. I've had, I think Billy's done that to me, like when he kind of maybe felt like he came aggressive. Yeah, yeah. And like I've definitely cleared it up with him before, like, hey, look, nothing I say I ever mean. Never. <laughs> and I will never take anything that anybody means yeah. to the point where I'm like, Oh man, I really don't like that guy. Like that's just not who I am. Yeah. I'm the total opposite of Bipu in real life. <laughs> like if Chelsea knew that version of me, if that internet persona could be a person, she would not be talking to that person. <laughs> that's funny. How, yeah. Like, do you ever feel? Because um, I, I feel, I get what you're saying. Because I've, I never have lasted long enough to earn like the reputation of to get a nickname or a, like an alternate personality. But like, I will like go into an argument and just be like, like sometimes I don't, it's not even that I agree with the other person. It's just that I don't care enough to disagree yeah. with them. Yeah. It's just like, right. and I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like I'll like put out my hot take or whatever. And like, <laughs> I feel like the only ones I've like held on to are Bobby Abreu, but I also <laughs> have support. <laughs> in that and i guess my new support the, matters uh, man. The, the new like calls that i'm cha- championing kirk is kirk cousins but um but have you like so has it ever bled out into real life where like you like get stuck in like a bpoo filter and like <laughs> you can't get out of it i don't think so. like i really i thought about it um earlier like And I can't think of a time where, like, I just, like, picked an argument just for the hell of it. Yeah. Like, that's – I'm totally, like, easygoing and don't want any (laughs) drama. (laughs) Like, if I could be left alone, I'll be happy. Like, this quarantine thing is great. I don't have to worry about people coming over, going places. I'm just kind of myself with my kids, with Chelsea, just doing my thing. It's – it would it would be so weird if you had a person in real life just be like arguing with you just just over like the dumbest topics like it's it just seems like it's more a uh, internet thing yeah yeah and like I, it lives there it dies there yeah. it can't it can't cross the real world i think we could like if you were with us like yeah, that's a I, little bit different yeah but, I, yeah i think yeah, that's the only I, time it really has because right it's just taking slack and putting it in real life. Like right. we're all in the same room. Yeah. But like for me to go to the grocery store and just hear somebody say, Melvin Gordon's a great running back. And for <laughs> me to just walk up to him and be like, no, nine yards for carry. <laughs> like it just wouldn't make sense. It would just be like the guy would just walk away. He wouldn't engage <laughs> at all. And yeah. What's funny, like I totally, I understand that 100%. And yet there are people who are Bipu in real life. Yeah. And yeah. It, it just blows my mind that people like I'd that. I'd love to meet one. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I feel like I avoid those guys quite well, often as best I can. But yeah. um, He's fun. He's a fun character to play. And I will say this, there's plenty of times where I'm on Slack in the middle of a Bipu rage or moment or whatever you want to call it. And I'm just like, I want out. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, 
but I, but I can't just let it like, I can't be like, ah, okay. I'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> That's funny. That's pretty awesome. Um, has there been, can you think of one specifically like a moment where like you just regretted it? You're like, why did I start this? Like, why did I fight this battle? I can't, but I want to say it has something to do with like the, tr- the, the evolution of like me saying the Jags are bad to the Rams are bad to the, like that whole storyline. Yeah. I feel like that somewhere in there, I was like, oh, I don't even care enough to keep going with this. <laughs> right, right. But here I am. I got, yeah, yeah. I started it. I got to finish it. <laughs> Do I have to pick a new team this year yeah. now that I yeah. don't like? Yeah. When we were talking about wrestling and when you asked me that question before we started, and I thought about it. I was just curious, what sports job would you find the most fun? So you're thinking not like actual players, not actual coaches, but somebody like the caddy for a golfer, uh, the WWE ref, because they're kind of like acting part of the show, like a water boy, um, like those kind of things. Like the the NFL or the NBA, like the the water spot guy, like the guy that cleans up the water. Like what what would you think would be like the most fun job to have? I, the most fun. I don't know that this one would necessarily be fun, but it was. It's the first one that came to my mind uh, for for a couple of reasons. But I just would want to be a ballpark vendor because you get <laughs> to go. To, yeah. Well, I want to walk around. Okay. So like popcorn or uh, cotton candy or uh, beer or I get. Do they have guys who walk around with the hot dogs? Is that I a think thing? So. Uh, I could be wrong. I haven't I been know. to the ballpark this year. I feel like you got to wait in a line for a hot dog. But either way, like whatever they want me to walk around with, I'll walk mm. around. Because you get to go to every home game. Yeah. Um, and like I feel like you get to catch a decent amount <laughs> of the game. Like yeah. you're down in the stands. Like it's not like you're hiding in the concourse. Like you're actually able to see the game. Uh, you could follow it enough to know what's going on. But I also – I think I've got a pretty good – call for it to like yeah. voice for it um my daughters are asleep i'm afraid to like try right <laughs> now but maybe i'll record myself at some other time and post it but i think i've got i've got the voice to get people to want to buy whatever my product is so i think that's what where i would go i'd be a one of a walk around vendor at a baseball preferably yeah. baseball stadium but um did you have I one did. that you would want and I think they even did like a little uh, sports center ESPN segment on it. I forget what year it was, maybe last year. But the uh, the get back guy, the keep back guy. Oh, uh, McVeigh's. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like all over. Like college football has like just a guy that's like always around the head coach and keeping them off the the field. Yeah. You get so to you go just to every game. You They're just want to the... hug dudes from behind. Yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> I was just thinking of the viewpoint of the game, but yeah, I guess <laughs> I really enjoy it. It is about the viewpoint. Yep. Yeah. So you want to walk around stands selling things. I just want to hug guys. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It's all good. Yeah. Um, so you, you're the first champ of the league. You, uh, you earned the first mug, even though, was it after year two that we got mugs? Uh, yes, because I think it was the summit of the, I guess, the off season before the third year. 
Okay. But we yeah. were all there. You had the winners of that year's mugs. Uh, those, I think, was Cleve. I think Cleve won the second year. Yep. And then I got mine that same year. Yeah, because I think, yeah, I think we won the year like we actually had the mugs. Yes. Um, because mine is actually wrong because of that, I think. Yeah, it says the wrong. Well, didn't you take that one, though? I feel like you chose that one. Well, Scott, so we had the one for 2016, which is when we won. At the bottom, it says yeah. founded in 2016 as okay. well. Yeah. And so Scott uh, deferred to me because I was the primary owner um, and said, do you want this one or do you want to wait? Like whoever was getting the fixed one had to wait. But honestly, I, I didn't want to wait was part <laughs> of it. Uh, and two, I kind of, I like the idea that mine is an anomaly that like it's, it, it's wrong, yeah. <laughs> but, but like, that's something that like I can point, like it's going to be different than everybody else's. And I know that Scott um, probably also didn't want to wait, but Scott probably also really wanted his to be correct. So, mm-hmm. um, so it was easy choice to just Mr. Mr. Perfect. That's Mr. Perfect. But yeah. um, uh, so we obviously we bust your balls all the time yes. about because yes, you won, but you won <laughs> the first one when nobody knew what they were doing. You drafted the best redraft team, but oh. <laughs> uh, but uh, you your team had a, had a run there. You've only missed the playoffs once. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, in Two years six, ago in six seasons. Um, so, um, but you also haven't won the mug a second time yet. Um, what do you think is like the biggest lesson you've learned? Like you won the first year, but if we started a new dynasty league, like how would your approach going into a new one be different than the first one? I think I would take a role like you or Falcone took where you just kind of built for something three years down the road. Yeah. Now, I mean, like I still tried to mix in a younger team. I felt with like my, my first pick was a rookie running back. I mean, it wasn't, it turned out to not be a long lasting rookie, but like (sighs) I had some thought process behind trying to not go totally one side or the other. I just probably would go, more more younger like rookie maybe one or two year guys yeah than i would than i did i guess yeah but i think that's probably the one thing that now looking back at it like i think i've maintained a decent enough team to always compete right but i think i would have probably punted those first two years hoping that that third year i have enough talent um to just kind of trust the process and get in there and yeah. become a, like a heavyweight for more years to come than maybe hoping that I sneak in somewhere. Right. Um, do you, do you remember the, um, the Jimmy Graham trade? I do, but I kind of don't. <laughs> I'm going to look it up real quick. Uh, here it is. I got it. Thank you. Thank you, Control F. Um, so you traded. Um, now I Falcone because of this trade, Falcone gets off easy because he drafted Jimmy Graham 
I want to. I'm looking it up in the first round. Yeah, he was the. It was the first round pick. He was like number eight or something. Number like that, right? two. Oh, number two. Jimmy Graham was the number two overall. I remember pick. he he declared that he owned that spot that that position for the next. I don't know how long. Yeah. So as, honestly, that. Falcone has recovered. You've recovered from trading for Jimmy Graham. But I think the Falcone drafting Jimmy Graham at two overall was worse than you the trade that you made to get Jimmy Graham. Can I ask what it was? Just because yeah, yeah. So you gave up. Well, you got Jimmy Graham and Larry Fitzgerald, um, Charles Johnson, I guess the wide receiver. He was supposed to be something, right? For like Minnesota, I think. Yeah. But then, like, yeah, it was never. nothing. It was probably, like, a flash in the pan. Kind yeah. Of. And then you got two-thirds. Um, yeah, baby. And then you gave up Jordy Nelson, Kevin White, who was probably a bigger deal at the time than he never became anything. Yeah. But He never saw uh, it. Uh, 2016 first, which became Derrick Henry. 2017 first, which was Samaji Pirine, who did nothing. And a second... Uh, which was Jeremy McNichols, and another second, which became DJ Chark, who is actually on your team. I think that yeah. I think I must have traded back. For you that must have traded back for that pick because that's what how who it ended up being. Because I think I even drafted Jeremy Nichols too. I think you must have got those back. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, but I mean, I think Jordy Nelson. He just came off of that injury, I think, when I traded him. Yeah. Like, he had just blown out his ACL. So, I was like, ah, Falcon wants to take a shot in the dark with him. I think he's done. He ended up being a little bit more productive than I expected. But I think the two first is probably what had everybody, like, up in arms that you gave. Oh, and Kevin White, because he was a first-round pick the yes. year prior. Yes. So. You kind of you gave up Jordy Nelson and basically three firsts because we didn't know what Kevin White was right. at this point. So I get why that looks bad, but honestly, like Derrick Henry and DJ Chark are the only like worthwhile assets in that trade, and yeah. DJ Chark ended up being on your team anyway. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. I I just think our league loves to like just jump and just like <laughs> I don't know, not not. Not that they don't think, but, like, I feel like they just like to react. Well, and that's the best opposite. part about trades. I I feel worst about the trades that no one says anything about. <laughs> like, if I make a trade and, like, an hour goes by and nobody has said anything, I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> did I break the league again? Like, who? how – I don't know. Did I get screwed over? Did I screw somebody over? Like – because I, I feel like if we don't say anything, we're trying not to embarrass the person yes. who who lost the trade. <laughs> yes. Yes. So when when I make a trade and nobody says anything, I I get nervous about those. I, I think Millsy, every time we make a trade, he's like, "Oh, I can't wait for people to say we got fleeced." Like it's part of like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's just part it's of, of honor. Well, I, now I one of the things Scott bragged about all the things he brought to the league when he was on here. One of the things that I brought to the league was the fleeced gif. Yes. I made that. So you're welcome, everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everybody tell Dave how great he is. <laughs> please, please. I'll wait. Um, you, you asked me something about the, the prank. We've, I don't remember 
You don't? Oh, man. Unless, but- unless we convinced you, because this just is what made sense, and I like, I don't know if I'm making it up or it's you true. Can, you basically convinced me that every, like, we were adding two teams or something like that, and we were oh, reshuffling yeah, yeah. rosters. And since I wasn't there, everybody voted on the players that got kept on my team. <laughs> and it was like, you guys did like the perfect amount of like keep one good player, but get rid of three, <laughs> right, one right. medium player, get rid of all of like. And I just remember that conversation. It might have been with Falcone, not you, but yeah. I just remember that might have been the first little glimpse of like Bipu was, <laughs> ah, fuck it. I'm going to win anyway. I'm going to win anyway. Yep. <laughs> and I just like, I just wanted to see if like you remembered any more. Cause I wasn't there in the room. I, I don't, I don't remember, remember that. How, like I just got the text messages. I, yeah. I know I was at a concert. I couldn't okay. participate because Camden's. It was at whatever. Okay. That, that, um, summit. I don't even know if we called it that at that time, I but I think was, it was at my yeah. house. Okay. I, re- I do. Re- I remember that because I remember you being at a concert. Um, I shared this when I was talking to Scott because we talked about uh, A-Bomb. But I remember because that was the first time that Mike met like everybody in the league. Um, and that's when he like apologized for disagreeing, basically. And Calhoun <laughs> was like, what are you doing? We don't do that. Uh, I I kind of remember. like, Okay. I kind of remember, but I definitely don't remember any more specifics than what yeah. what you I just, gave. I just but. remember leaving that and being like, "Motherfuckers, these guys, man." <laughs> I'm I miss one thing, like, and we go back to like the baseball league. I made every like appointment that yeah, we yeah. had, and I miss one, and this is what happens. Like, god damn, I was so we, mad. I think we texted you. While you were at the concert, right? Yeah, but the the service there is so okay. So you didn't get it till later. So like I would get it, and then I would try to respond. I would get no service, and then I would. Just, then I at <clears> one point I know I just gave up because I was like. But did we text you, like the the lie while you were there? You might have. I remember okay. specifically the next morning. Okay. I remember going through. I maybe I was talking to Milstead at the time. Yeah. But like I might have just shut my phone off or ignored my phone, left the concert, went, to, you know, went to bed, woke up, read it all, and then immediately texted Milstead <laughs> and was just like, "What the hell, man? This is what happened." And then just <laughs> being like, "Fuck it, we're gonna win anyway." That's awesome. <laughs> that so maybe that's really it was after that year. Maybe that's when we created Bipu. Yeah, he's just been hiding, waiting for the right nickname to come out create that that monster um so you mentioned milsey a couple times there um what so milsey we kind of just see him pop in and out of slack Mm. every once in a while uh come down with a deadly virus um (laughs) you know just the the normal things that co-owners do um how what is like the um the who does what roles in your team? Is it equal? Do you carry a heavier load? Does he just make fun of you privately the way he makes fun of you publicly? A hundred percent. He's, he's always been that guy. Like, I don't know if I'm sure some, some of us have that friend that just, 
will just pick on you and just yes. like kind of make kind of make jokes at your expense. And you're just like, man, come on, just give me a break <laughs> once. But he, I, he does a good job. I wouldn't say um, I'm you and he's Scott in like roles because I'm not as trade happy as you. Yeah, I'm more like I think we have a good team. Let's see where it goes, kind of kind of deal. You're always like looking around, yeah, yeah, trying to find a better always better be team shopping. to put together, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I do, I come to him and I'm like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is this is what I think we could offer. He always seems to be like, well, I don't know. That seems like a lot. <laughs> so like, <laughs> it kind of makes me like. I don't know if it's because of our early trades that kind of pushed it, our needle down a little bit and like yeah, yeah. let's calm down. But he's he's from as long as I can remember, he's always been that guy. Like, here's who I want to trade for. This is what I want to offer. And he would always be like, "Well, do you think we could get more from them, or should we offer less less for what we're getting?" And kind of just and it usually it usually talks me out of the whole thing altogether. <laughs> like I usually just like ah. No. <laughs> so yeah, I think he's probably stopped me from making more mistakes. I think you need to lean into your inner Bipu when you're talking team strategy with, with him. Yeah. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I totally come to the table with uh, arguments and explanations that <laughs> favor my side and why I want to do the trade. But, yeah. you know. What's, uh, I, so I didn't... Uh, I didn't plan on asking this, but when what's like when you're talking trades with somebody, um, like what is a pet peeve of yours? Like what's so, like if I'm mm. in your DMs and I'm trying to pull off a trade, what's something that I could do or say where you're like, I don't even care about the value anymore. Like I'm not doing this trade. I don't think there is anything. I I don't think. I mean, I. I think I'm probably more joking around when it's like early talks start. Like, yeah. hey, I want Barkley. Okay, well, I want, and I'll name like the five best players on your team. Like, it'll just be like yeah, yeah. that kind of, and then I'll be like, well, if you're serious, and then we'll kind of slowly work into that. Um, I just don't think there's anything that you could say that would make me be like, ah, no, that value might be good, but you, <laughs> you, really annoyed me there i think yeah i don't think there is i'm just trying to yeah i like trades too much for there to be anything that i really am like no we're not going to do this but i do like i think the price goes up for me (laughs) when someone tells me how bad the player is that they're asking to get i i get that and i do and i and i just I might have that slight like thought process. Well, now I'm just going to you know, <laughs> probably make you pay a little bit more if you really want. Yeah. But I just, I can't see like there's times where people just come in and just like, I have no interest in what the starting point is. Yeah. So I usually just kind of like, I'll talk to Milstead and then yeah, yeah, yeah. days will go by. And if they cared enough, they'll read, re uh, engage and then we'll kind of see where we're at but i do always go to milstead it's just i kind of go like yeah somebody offered this and he was like yeah i don't like it i'm like all right cool that's yeah. it like, yeah. yeah i normally like i've gotten some offers that 
just haven't really interested me. And then, um, but I do, I do Juju normally. Juju didn't get you? you. You offered something for Juju? Yeah. <laughs> Not, not yet. <laughs> not yet. He's not available. Yet. Uh, you've been listening to the podcast. <laughs> you know. You know he's available. Uh, and maybe we can work something out. That's, uh, that's funny. I listened to that episode. Not to cut you off, but I listened to that episode. I heard Juju and Stefan Diggs were talked about. They're like, oh, they're probably available. Blah blah blah. I messaged Troy because I was kind of interested in Diggs, yeah. and he was like, you know, well what's up? Like, what are you thinking? I was like, and I responded with the, what he said about me in the podcast. I was like, I don't know, man, I haven't watched football in five years. Uh, you know, help me out here. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, that was fun. That was, I enjoyed that part. Yeah. Apparently. So Troy left, uh, a cliffhanger that we never got back to in my podcast with him. Um, he said something about he was close to trading Diggs. Like he said something about Diggs, um, and he's like, "But we'll get back to that." And we never got back to it. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna tease it because I know now what it is. But um, it had something to do with Sarlo. But I think the the Robert Woods trade that he ended up making with Billy like squashed yeah. him trading Diggs. But yeah. there could have been some digs to sarlo action going on sarlo i don't think listens to these either so um what a he, bad teammate he's a schmuck mate, okay. um remember when he was fun yeah he used to be now he's just the married guy. with that like i don't i'm married and i i'm fun like yeah. why well, i don't know what i own a house i'm fun <laughs> i own a car i'm fun you can be fun too sarlo anyway um you like to tout your rookie draft record okay um why (laughs) (laughs) who are the because you always one of the guys you always bring up is saquon barkley (laughs) and you don't get to take credit for that (laughs) that that is literally the same thing as falcone saying winning a consolation game matters it's like you had the first pick. You got lucky to have the first pick. Uh, no, I didn't get lucky. I, I was smart about it. <laughs> you, I know that you were smart. You were, I'll give you credit for holding on to it because you were competing that year. And I know everybody was asking about that first round pick. The person asking most was Mike Albaum. It was his pick, won- right? Yeah, he yeah. wanted it so bad and i just we just had this little back and forth where he offered i think he offered fair trades like trades that would definitely help me um that year um but i also knew if i could somehow land 101 in that in that draft barkley was going to be there and he's going to come out and he's going to be mine and i don't think anything was going to waver me on that and I just knew that looking at his division draft, looking at his team, it, was, it wasn't bad. It, was, it could have been competitive, but he was in like the top two teams were in his draft. Right. So I feel like looking at the first four weeks, if he got out of there one and three, like there's no way he's going to try to push to be competitive, which he was trying to convince me that he was. Right. So I just kind of was like, 
calling his bluff, I guess. And yeah, like, yeah. I'll see I, if I get 102, I get 102. Well, but yeah. I don't think I think you're going to end up 101, and I'm going to have that pick. And <laughs> it, I guess it worked out for me. Yeah, it worked um, out for you. But to go back to your why, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I think it's just the Bipu thing that got me <laughs> in in this situation. I think listening to listening to you and and Scott's episode, where both of you don't watch college football at right? all, at all. Yeah. You're analytics numbers guy. I watch zero college football. I watch. I probably watch zero minutes of college football okay so i am like as far opposite as possible like i watch college football from game day show to the the prime time like ucla game at 10 30 like it's on all the time i'm watching every game and i think that's where i like i kind of take that little rookie like i i want to pick good talented players yeah. And obviously Barkley's like a no brainer. So I should probably stop including him. <laughs> but if you look at the Michael Thomas draft, there's like three yeah. wide receivers picked before him. And he is by far the best one. And if you look at like the Kamara draft, uh, I don't think there was a good, uh, maybe that was, that was also McCaffrey. Well, too, right? it, there, so there's some, um opportunity for you to do some revisionist history but if you can remember with michael thomas like do you did you have him highly ranked because he's the fifth wide receiver that went off the board so laquan treadwell Corey coleman sterling shepherd josh dox josh doxon and then you went michael thomas um the only uh, well, Will Fuller and Tyler Boyd went after him in the mm-hmm. first round. Yeah. Um, so, like, do you think we're going back a couple years now? But mm. like, would you have taken? Where would you have taken Thomas at the time? Like, if I had any pick, I, like, so Treadwell, Coleman, Shepard, Dots, Dox. I think he was probably two. After probably, after Treadwell, because Treadwell, probably, yeah. while he became nothing, he right. was pretty much the consensus yeah. 102. And I think when I made my list, I definitely had Treadwell number one, but like I make my list based off, like if I have pick number six, like I'm not going to pick the top wide receiver and the top running back. Like I'm just leaving them off my list. Right. And like they're in the back of my head. I know their name, but for whatever reason, if they fall to me, I'll, I'm taking them. But I have my list, and I, I know Treadwell was like one. So Thomas was either two or three. I've, I don't think I had anybody really higher than that. Yeah. I think the other guys were talented, but they were the smaller type. I think Thomas is probably one of the bigger receivers of that draft, if I remember the st- stats of him yeah. correctly. But I just think I liked him playing for um, Ohio State. Um, he, you know, had a tough div- division conference to play in. He put up good numbers, and I think I was just – I was almost not wanting to pick him in a way because he fell to me. I felt like I missed something. Right, right, right. Like, I'm sitting there like – I know he's a good player. Um, he landed in a decent spot. 
from, but why, like, why are they, why are they picking all these other guys and not the guy that I think is like the second best top one, two guy. Do you remember there was another, there was another Mike Thomas, that same draft. He went by Mike Thomas. He was like an SMU guy. um, Kind of. Played for, I think he got drafted by the Rams or whatever, but there were like some people in the, I don't know that they actually had him ranked over Michael Thomas, uh, especially after like draft capital was involved mm. and stuff. But uh, like they referred to Mike Thomas as the good Mike Thomas <laughs> and like Michael Thomas as being not good. But I actually, so I rank the rookies uh, every year. And so I, I, I didn't even know I had this draft uh, ranked, but I did. So I have, um, I actually had Corey Coleman above Laquan Treadwell. Coleman was a hot name too. Um, he might have been like that guy that's two or three on my list. Coleman did nothing, yeah. but I, I neither has Treadwell. Coleman's better than Treadwell, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna mark that as a, I'm gonna mark that as a win for me. Um, <laughs> but so I had uh, Coleman, Treadwell, Shepard, uh, Josh Doxson, Tyler Boyd, Michael Thomas. So. One, I like two, Tyler three, Boyd four, a lot. I remember five, that. six. Yeah. So I had Thomas as my wide receiver six. You drafted him at wide receiver five. Uh, so all right, and then you had Kamara. Mm-hmm. Um, was the next year right or? Yes. Yeah. So the yeah. next year was Kamara. So um, Corey Davis, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara, uh, nine overall. The one two, three, four, fifth running back. So, again, did you get lucky that he fell to nine and became <laughs> better than he was, or you had him ranked that high? Uh, I didn't have him ranked that high. I honestly did. <laughs> um, it was one of those – who was – do you have the draft in front of you? I do, yeah. Who was after? Like, what are the running backs after? This – well, running backs after were or Samaji give me like P. the Ryan. next three or four players because like I know OJ, OJ Howard, OJ Howard, and David Njoku. Okay. Um, but Samaji P. Ryan went, yeah, okay, at 11, and then De- uh, Deonta Foreman in the second round, Joe Williams. Okay. Remember Joe Williams? Everybody was like, because um, he went to San Francisco, right? And they were like, Kyle Shanahan pounded the table for this guy. And yeah. like, he's done nothing. <laughs> uh, Marlon Mack went in the second round. Yeah. But. yeah, so I just – he was just one of those guys where I loved his tape for Tennessee. He didn't get nearly used enough for me to feel like his, I guess, highlight reels that I'm watching and, like, the move, like, the movement of his, like – um, play like his playability, like his agility, his athleticism. Yeah, I didn't feel like I could trust it enough because the coach wasn't trusting him enough to put him in. But yeah, yeah. you know, you kind of later find out that the coach was like incompetent, <laughs> like to the point where like he had this talented running back and like made him like third string and like didn't use him properly. Um, but yeah, I think. He was on my list, and he might have been, like, the last person, like, that was in the ranks that I could pick. Because I wasn't – I'm never probably going to pick a tight end that early. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, so even ones that are, like, knockouts out of yeah. the park, can't miss talents. Like, I just don't trust 
them enough. Well, OJ Howard and David Njoku were those knockout, no right. doubt, going to hit tight yeah. ends who have done little to nothing yeah. in the NFL so far. So, right. So, um, I mean, like, it's going to be wide receiver or, or running back. Yeah. And I think he just ended up being, you know, the best available. And yeah. I kind of just – I think I did get very lucky with that one. I will yeah. – I um, actually had um, – uh, so I pulled up my ranks for that year too. I'm glad I saved these. Makes for good uh, <laughs> podcast material. I actually had him as nine overall as well, yeah. which is where you took him. Yeah. Um, my like hot take for this draft looks like I Marlon Mack went in the second He's round. He went at two oh, 2.07. I had him ranked above Kamara. I had him ranked as my eighth overall player. I he went, was impressive in college. Yeah. I mean, I liked them, but I just didn't obviously like them that much. And so I, I would have drafted if I was in your spot, I would have drafted. I, I came into this thinking I was going to tell you how much better of a rookie drafter I would be than you. And then I would have drafted yeah. Marlon Mack instead of Alvin Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that would have played out for me. Uh, so then let's, I, I just like looking through your rookie draft record here. Uh, Obviously, then was that was a Saquon draft, but you had another first round pick that year, Anthony Miller, right? Anthony Miller. That's yes. I think that draft because I think in that draft I also have Hayden Hurst, or is that the next draft? Uh, you, you did in the third round, and then what was second round? Shark, Shark. So I think honestly that draft might be the one that like keeps me going longer because i i do believe hearst will play better you still have hearst on your team yes yes and now he's, he's in atlanta right yeah now he's yeah. actually gonna i mean they spent a first round pick on him in baltimore so i yeah. felt good about that um draft capital wise but i guess they just they wanted to go the other route with i don't know there are four other tight ends that they play um <laughs> so and then I really liked Chark. Chark was the one that I traded up for um, with Falcone, I believe. Yeah. Falcone or Billy? I forget who it was. I don't know who originally owned it. But it was a draft day. Well, it trade. probably was Falcone. That's who, because yeah. you gave him that pick in the right. Jimmy Grant. Jimmy so, Grant I mean, yeah, so yeah. that was a draft day. And I looked at Milstead and I was like, if we can get this second round pick, um, we can take Chark. And he played for LSU. I watched tons of their games. They're always on TV. He had no quarterback to throw him the ball, but he was always making plays. And it's just, and Anthony Miller was just one of those guys that I, you know, right now he's probably the most talented run, uh, wide receiver, you know, on that team. I think uh, Allen Robinson is kind of still, still up there, um, but I think he'll probably move on soon. And then Anthony Miller would probably be that guy to take over. Yeah, I mean, I think number I, one. Yeah, I think Robinson had no quarterback to throw on the ball. I mean, Mitch wasn't as good as people thought. And do you think Foles wins that? Do you think that's really a competition? I don't think it's a competition. Is, yeah, it's true. Is, is he QB? He. So you think Nick Foles is going to be the quarterback yeah. week one? Yeah, which kind of makes me happy. <laughs> happy yeah. for for the offense sake. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, the best that the Bears offense looked last year was when they were, like, getting blown out and they started just having to score points and they had to start throwing the ball. And, you know, good things happen when you – I think – I do think Allen Robinson is better by a decent margin uh, from Anthony Miller. But I do think – Nick Foles might actually be able to support two wide receivers better. And right. Miller, not last year, I think it was his rookie year. Yeah, rookie he year. had like eight touchdowns with like a torn labrum like yeah, all year or something and like, like that. Almost 700 something yards. Yeah. And then yards. he came on strong towards the end of mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Um, so I, I still like Anthony Miller. Yeah. Um, but, but I think like that draft is probably what I'm going to like put down as like this draft has got more starters for me than, than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can pull, I mean, two first round picks is nice and first round picks uh, are easier to hit on, but it's still like at most 50%. Um, mm-hmm. Especially so, in the second half and the back half. When right. So to get two more talented people are going, get two starters out of that. And then to get a, I mean, DJ Chark looks legit in the second round. And then if, now Hurst is a starting tight end in Atlanta. If they, even if he gets what like eighty percent of, seventy five percent of mm. the uses that Hooper got there, like tight end is so shallow. He yeah, seventy five percent of Austin Hooper is what tight end six like <laughs> yeah. so top ten. That's yeah, you know, that's all you can really really yeah. hope for. So uh, you have some good picks. Uh, did you have a favorite of that bunch? And Barkley doesn't count because he's the one one. Uh I honestly think the it's to, it's a toss up between um, Miller or Chark. Um, I think I liked Miller a lot more. Yeah. Um, in like my research of of the the draft class, um, but it's hard to not be impressed with what Chark did. Um, I mean, you can believe in Minshew Mania or whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, Foles, I feel like Foles kind of got a little jobbed over there. Um, yeah. I feel like he only had like two and a half games to really really work into the system before he got hurt and then he came back and they kind of were like, well, Minshew kind of excited everybody. Um, yeah. But I think that between those two, they're probably my favorite just because they weren't – I want to say Thomas, but I traded him. Um, I want to say Kamara, but you know you've uh, traded a lot of really good players. Yeah, Michael Thomas. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at the Hopkins. startup Hopkins. You had um, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I do, I do want to say um, I forget if I traded. I think I traded for Boyd at one point. Um, yeah. Since we're talking about like drafts and stuff, but it was right around the next draft after I got him. I forget what year I got him. But I think it was one of the op bombs came to me and was like, Hey, I'm interested in Boyd. What do you like? Are you interested in moving him? And I had no attachment to him. I was, I don't even know if I had him on my keeper like list right, like, right. when we had to set our keepers. And I was like, Well, maybe I could get something because I'm probably going to not keep him. Right. And then I was like, Well, wait a second. Why does somebody else want him? <laughs> and I, I, I didn't even really do any research. I just kind of was like, no, <laughs> I'm missing something here. <laughs> and I kept them and I didn't trade them. And I forget who I dropped it in his place, but I kept him on my team. And that was the year that he had that like breakout. That's funny. 
And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> I would have been <laughs> really mad. Because so I would have given away. Five. I probably would have given him away for like a third round pick or something. Yeah, like, that's funny. Um, so one of my, I, I was trying to think through like who my favorite draft rookie draft picks would have been. Yes, you haven't had a draft pick, first round pick in like three years now. No, and I don't know. Like, I haven't. I mean, sixteen. So fifteen was our first rookie draft. Yeah. yeah um, and I did get David Johnson in the second round of that draft. Obviously, that got me a championship. Um, yeah. Uh, da, da, da. But like, I didn't really draft. I am a bad drafter, <laughs> or, or I just don't have draft picks. Like I went Malcolm You're a better Mitchell. Trader. I'm a better trader. I am. Uh, I want Malcolm Mitchell in the second yeah. round. Like that was my only That's, pick. I traded who? I picked Leonte Carew. Carew, yeah. I think so I we tra- traded that that year. Right. You moved back. I moved up. Yeah. I um, and I did get. I mean, it ended up working out for me. I, I drafted him as my handcuff, and his stock may be on the downturn now. But like, I got James Conner in the third round. Yeah. Um, he had some decent later picks that still hold some value, still yeah. relevant. Yeah, I, I got Lamar Jackson, and yeah. obviously that was Lamar the one that I was looking at when I is asked my this my favorite pick. Uh, I I turned Rashad Penny and a bunch of first round picks into Juju Smith Schuster, uh, and I actually I'm not done with Naheem Hines either, who I drafted in the second round. He's in Indy, right? Indy, yeah. I think. Uh, uh, check down city with uh Philip Rivers there now. Yeah. Um uh, but all of my all of the running backs or not running backs, linebackers that I draft now, because I end up just trading them to Mike Alpha. Mm-hmm. Uh I still have Tremaine Edmonds, but uh Roquan Smith I traded to him and then... You drafted Cha- Taco. I laughed when I saw that. Oh uh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I did draft Taco. I wanted um Troy to quit the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He still owes us that. Uh, Devin Bush, I traded to Mike. Uh, that was part of the Chris Godwin trade. Uh, so I actually traded. Who do you, do you have a first round pick this year? No, I'm. I'm. You know, it's not done yet, but no, I don't. All right, are you comfortable saying who your one hundred and one would be? I haven't even thought about it, really. Uh-huh. I mean, so it's. I think it would probably be CD. CD Lamb. Yeah. Yeah. I think I I I want the Eagles to get him so bad. Yeah. Um. I don't, I yeah, he's not really, going to fall that far, but. No, he's not. Um. But as far as running backs, like I think it's the Wisconsin guy, like Jonathan. John the Taylor. Taylor. Like, when Wisconsin guys like kind of give me hesitation because they Melvin run Gordon the ball. Yeah. No. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like Melvin Gordon. So. All the yeah. rest suffer, um, <laughs> but it's just their style. Like they just run the ball like too much for me. I don't want yeah. a running back that's already got you know six hundred carries under their belt. Right? Um, yeah. I don't know I, if that makes fair. sense, but no, I think that's fair. I I like Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the buzz out of like the NFL draft world is that he might not be uh, till like third round, um, okay. and if like Swift goes ahead of him. Then if Swift 
I don't – if Swift ends up being a first-round pick, which I don't think he will be, but if he goes way ahead of Jonathan Taylor, then I might swap on on that. But Jonathan Taylor would be my, my 101 today. But I think Mike, based on the way he's drafted before, I think Mike goes wide receiver and he probably yeah. goes C.D. Lamb. So, uh, so It's so – like I just don't think there's any – like first not for our draft but for obviously the nfl i don't think there's any running back that's first round yeah like i don't there's probably three four five wide receivers i don't think that happens but i think there's you know that level of grading for those guys i want i guess i i think you're not the only one who knocks wisconsin guys because i've heard uh analytics guys and film guys compare Jonathan Taylor to Zeke Elliott like okay. they they say that's like his best comp and like Zeke was what 10 no four overall yeah something. and they're talking about Jonathan Taylor as like a third round pick possibly I don't know maybe the NFL is just wising up on running backs aren't worth it <laughs> uh, yeah they're paying uh, Zeke and Barkley a lot of money right now and, and it's not beneficial for their team and, and for what yeah. um so all right, you got any parting shots for uh, for your people or any final questions for me? Final questions. I might have one or two. Um, since we're talking about the draft, like who's your who's your one guy? You might have already said it in a previous uh, podcast, but who's the one guy that you're like, I wish I didn't trade him away? I'll say mine's Thomas. Like I kind of wish yeah, I yeah. held him, but I was able to turn him into – uh, I think I got Dak Prescott in that trade. I got a pick that landed me Kamara. And so it kind of like parlayed into more for me. But yeah, who was the guy that you <sighs> wish you never traded? I mean, so Scott and I did talk about how we um, we did immediately regret the Le'Veon Bell trade okay. that we made. Uh, but then um, in in all the negotiations with – uh, Cleve over that trade, he really wanted David Johnson, and uh, so we got to make up for that trade because mm-hmm. he ended up trading James Conner and Le'Veon Bell for uh, for David Johnson, yeah. and we basically got two starting running backs for the price of one. Okay. Um, but at the time, we definitely we regretted that trade pretty quickly. I'm trying to think who else like I've traded that. I really regretted. Um, I think Thielen might be up there too for me mm. uh, when I traded him to you. I think yeah. it was more of a I found him in the free agency um, uh, waiver wire. He had it. I think it was the same year, or it was the next season after I picked him up. I picked him up in like the end of the one year, and I made it to like week eight or nine. I was like, okay, I'm gonna well, commit to the tank and trade two good receivers and get picks from you. Yeah. And then I, my team outperformed the way it was. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I think he's up there too. For the record, I'm such a good trader. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've, gotten, you've gotten some really good I got rid of, people. But I've also I've traded guys at the right time. I traded Calvin Johnson because uh, I'm looking through my trades to see who I regretted trading. But yeah. um, traded Calvin Johnson. I think for you, it's hard though to really say that because like you've mentioned before, like you trade 
And if you make a bad trade, you just keep trading and you, right, and, and you make, make up for it. it. Like I traded Travis Kelsey, but that was in the Le'Veon Bell, Aaron Rodgers trade. Yeah. So like, I can't be mad at that. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Hill, John Brown. Uh, yeah, like nobody really comes to mind that I regret getting rid of because, like I've said before, and like you just said, I end up getting those guys back. Or, or like I get somebody back. Like right. You get those the guys. next great player or something like that. You right. Just, yeah. No, that makes yeah. sense. I'm I'm stuck in this weird spot right now where I feel like the valuable parts of my team are the young guys, and yeah. I can't commit to that yet because I feel like com- combined with like the older, more established players like T.Y. Hilton and like Mark Ingram as like a good flex or bye week player. Like the better players that I want to move are older and the younger guys that I don't want to move that are what people want. So I'm yeah. like stuck in this weird like window where I could possibly compete or I just have to like cut the cord and let it go. Yeah. And I think that's – Every time I talk with somebody for trades, it's it's a weird, weird feeling right now. And I, I'm not a big fan of it. I kind of want to be on one side or the other. Right. And it's just – it's it's weird for me right now. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. figure out where, what direction to go in. Yeah. I will say I, w- my favorite player that I traded um, is um, Tyler Lockett. Like I'm – Meaning, I like him the most, so I'm mm-hmm. saddest that he's not on my team. And I've actually traded him to Marino twice. <laughs> <laughs> I traded him to Marino, got him back, and then traded him back to Marino. You really, but really like that guy. I do. I I have a soft spot for Tyler Lockett. But um, did you have another? You said you might have two questions. That was one. Did you have? Yeah, I, it's just kind of a fun little end yeah. of the podcast. But like, of all the things that Bipu said he could do what thing do you think he actually could do? Uh, I have a couple. I can't I, – I was trying to get a list from people on Slack, but nobody really helped me out here. I got the jumping out of water. I remember that one. The, the sub 540. Right. The more recently, I can do 2,400 push-ups in 12 hours. Well, I was going to ask Mike about this, and I still will. I'm talking with him in a couple of days. But weren't you one who was pretty adamant that you could stay by yourself for <laughs> yeah, yeah. how long it was like a month uh yeah it was like a month I in think it was a month. Or, or bright room bright light room or something like that yeah i forget which way the room was your pitch I think the light or... was on all the time yeah yeah, yeah, but, yeah like the and there was like nothing like you got to eat but like it's not yeah, like no they clock could, no clock mm-hmm. no sliding books under for yeah. you to read no ipad um so wh- honestly i think like, I don't know if you could do it right now, but I don't think after watching that dude do the push-ups, I don't think it would take that much for you to be able to do those push-ups. If you can't do it right now, I don't, it wouldn't take too long for you to be able to do that. I think that's the most realistic one, but because the other ones I've only seen professional athletes <laughs> do <laughs> not not uh fantasy sports writers <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i mean i i disagree but <laughs> <laughs> which one do you think is mo- that, like i mean do you have I a think, different answer 
no, no. The, the twenty four hundred push ups is definitely yeah. probably the easiest. But I still honestly think I could beat a sub five forty. So you watched? Uh, I don't think you could. So I'm just skipping <laughs> over that because you can't do that. Uh, but you watched the guy do the push ups. Do you think like if you had to do that, would you take a same strategy since you saw it work for him, where you're doing like six, four to six at a time, or are you trying yeah. to like pump a bunch out? I would probably spend, I would probably do math. Like I would literally break it down and see like if I did, I don't know, 400 in the first hour, where does that put me? Like move, like just kind of basic, like break it down, like almost exactly like how he did it, but I wouldn't probably stretch it out the whole time. I would probably try to do, I think Billy mentioned it, like bang them all out as many as you can in the beginning. Right. Get, and then go take get a, a thousand done as quick as you can, and then you can, you know, coast. But right. Yeah. I, I definitely think after looking at the numbers, what was it like five push ups a minute or something like that? Or something? It was a, something like that. Maybe even a little less. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I could sit there for 12 hours every minute and do five push ups in five seconds. And yeah. You know, Honestly, I think, and maybe it's just I'm not thinking. Enough, I definitely like, think there's going to be fatigue. I'm not, yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. where like my arms aren't going to feel sore, but I just well, think, and he even said he said I saw him tweet out something the next day. He's like, my arms are shot, like yeah, they're just yeah. done. Uh, but I, I don't know if I'm just thinking too much in my own like actual circumstance right now, but like I'm just thinking about like having three kids running around <laughs> and like trying to spend 12 hours doing anything. Like yeah. I, I. That window has passed on us. I think I'm key. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks. The drives are cool. While I've got the mood. That really move I said chill. Up and down there. Fine. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy.
Just a sexy boy.